Welcome, everybody, to episode four of Fresh Towels Live from New York. Here, solo dolo with my good friend, Mr. Big Mike. There was, we had small Mike. Small Mike couldn't make it. We're here with the largest of the mics, Big the, Mike. The biggest Mike of all. <laughs> the Big Mike. Uh, welcome, everybody, to episode four. Just got off the road this weekend in Texas. Did a little Texas thing, Wichita Falls in El Paso. Not much in Wichita Falls, I'll say that. They, uh, I asked people, what is Wichita Falls known for? And they said tornadoes, <laughs> which is not, that's the uh, natural phenomenons are not usually good to be known for. What, what do you come to Wichita to see? Uh, houses flying in the yeah, air. Oh. And ironically, like when I was driving through there, it seemed like a lot of the homes were not, no fa lot, not a lot of foundations, which maybe they do that on purpose. A lot of stuff that was either trailer-esque or stuff that was on wheels. Maybe that's because things just, things have blown away. Um, but not much in Wichita Falls. When we played Victoria, British Columbia, and I asked them, what's Victoria known for? They said whales. It seems like you shouldn't be able to take credit for things that have nothing to do with the people there. I th when I ask what is this town known for, I'm assuming it's going to be some type of food I should try out or a museum I should see, something that has to do with the civilization that's in the area, not natural wildlife. Was it Wichita or Wichita Falls? Wichita Falls, oh, which is because I was going to say Wichita itself. That's, that's where Kansas. That's where Pizza Hut was born. Wichita, Kansas, ironically, has a right. tornado issue too. I think that's what I. That's when tornadoes, Kansas. That's Wizard uh, of Oz. I mean, straight up Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, but Maybe very, anything that has a Kansas-sounding name is in the path of a destruction. Part of me wants to think that like they first saw the tornadoes, and then they're like, let's name this after Kansas. Exactly. We'll name this. And no elevation at all. For a place that has falls in it, you'd think maybe there's canyons. There's got to be a place where a waterfall has I think there's lit. one waterfall. But if, I, according to Google, <laughs> Wichita Falls is known for its cattle and oil. Doesn't even say anything about tornadoes. Doesn't say, and then also apparently there's a lot of live theater troops, backdoor theater, and the Wichita Theater Performing Arts Center. Is that where you guys were? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's where we the were. The two, the two places known for theater, and you, you went somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, I think we were playing at their city hall. I think that's what Hilarious. it was called. It was it the was, conference room. No, it looked like a theater, but they were like, yeah, this doubles as city hall too. Hilarious. Which I've never. I've never heard of that. Uh, great people, though. Super friendly people. Um, and lots of thrift stores in town. It was a fun show. We had, it was one of those shows, some of these theaters have orchestra pits. And then most of the time they're seated. And it makes, so you have, you don't have a disconnect from the stage to the audience. Like when those orchestra pits are seated, um, it's you know, pretty seamless as a performer and makes it so you don't have that big gap. At this show in Wichita Falls, the orchestra pit was just empty. So it went stage, massive orchestra pit that was just empty, then seats. So, you know, you're 15, 20 feet away from the first person who potentially could hear you, which is a little bit strange as a performer. So we actually put, we took a table, uh, like a little circle table, 
and we put it in the center of the orchestra pit. And then we took two single people from the crowd and sat them at the table. Hilarious. And we, we brought in a violinist from the orchestra there and they played violin for them. It was like How a long date. did it take you to put that together? Uh, we, the theater put it together. They had like... So uh, you knew in advance. Like it wasn't like you showed up and you're like, oh shit, let's get something going. No, like, no. I did sound check and I'm like, this is like... Too weird. It's too weird. Having that big gap is hard, you know, so... Usually, you just have to deal with it. So you called in a violinist? We like, called in a violinist. Did you have to go through the union, or was it just a phone call? No, they had just had the orchestra there. Oh, so somebody was still in the building. So, well, not that day, but they were right. around. So right, right, it was right, top right, of right. mind, so we had a contact. So a violinist came in. Uh, we got tablecloth, linens. Uh, we put a full dining set out there, napkins, the whole That's deal. Right. It looked like a luxury. And then as a part of his, the, the bit... The bit was the to find two was single find, people. Yeah. And I think even further, it was, are there any third wheels in the audience? Which I think is even oh, funnier. Oh, that's great. Because if that's you have great. a single person, you could probably you can come with a couple friends and like you wouldn't want to be separated from that. But right. third wheels, no one wants to be the third wheel. Yeah, and the, the other two don't want to be, don't want the third wheel there. <laughs> yeah. They're there because they're both uncomfortable. It could be a dropout on the third wheels part. Like maybe they had four seats and one dropped. That's true. Or. But that person dropped and guess what? Your your significant other went to the show and is going to get fingered in the front row of a <laughs> in Joe the Gatto show. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> so we got two people to sit down there and we made a thing of it and we put a lighting special on the table. So when we when they came down, we snapped on a light that just illuminated the table. That's great. The violinist came out and then we had um, our production coordinator. He went out and got a uh, tuxedo from one of these thrift stores. Yeah, and rented a tuxedo. And he came out and poured uh, wine. We got like um, twist off wine, poured that's them great. wine. It was it was a great moment. So it took one of those moments. That's uh, it's tough as a performer when you have those big gaps. And we turned it into something and made what it. What happened out of to it. the couple? Were they into? I don't it? Were know. They having a good time. I they it looked like they had a good time. Part of me thinks that they're. I mean, what better story could you have if you started dating? It's pretty good. It's pretty great. Yeah. So I hope that they stay in contact. And uh, he was a gentleman. He like took the chair out for her. And wow. So we Same age, ish. roughly ish. We took ish. an older, younger, middle age. What are we talking about here? Uh, I would guess she was a teacher, I believe. And if I had to pinpoint ages, he I would was say, her student. It's no, Texas. It could be. I I bet they were in their low thirties, maybe low to mid thirties. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's so potential there. Right in the thick of the dating ba world. Desperate to make a baby, you know. Uh, yeah, one of them was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, it was it was a pretty fun, pretty fun show. And then we went over to El Paso, which is a cool little town. It has like it definitely El Paso has its own vibe. You know, it kind of has that Santa Fe, New Mexico vibe. But they have they definitely have its own like architecture, its own feeling. I didn't realize it was so close to the border. I mean, I kind of knew that, but I didn't realize it's, it's like, like on the border. Basically. It's literally on the border. Yeah, like a, a wall runs through the town basically. Literally. Yeah. They have a highway, a raised highway which and then underneath the raised highway is the fence. The, oh, wow. the border. That's and weird. apparently they've had issues with people trying to cross the border on the highway and there's signs on the highway that basically say look out for People you're don't gonna, hit people. You're gonna get creamed if you try to cross here. <laughs> like pancakes, become one. Cross the border. <laughs> I, I mean, seriously, it's not even a joke. They have like a real problem with it with people well, getting yeah. hit. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a pretty like that's honestly terrible infrastructure planning to I make a highway the border. I think that they you, thought that no one would attempt it because there's it's like a six lane highway. 
this whole it's it it's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. But they literally have signs to watch out for people. Like if you're in the Northeast, they have the signs that like look out for deer. They have a they it's like look out for people. It's like people with luggage. <laughs> <laughs> on the signs? <laughs> no, no. That, it's like but, an airport sign they stole. They're like, it's like a yellow sign, here. two people with luggage like running across. But it's like really? seriously a problem. That sucks. That sucks for the person who accidentally hits somebody. That sucks for people that want to come to America and have a better life. You know, like it's it's terrible. The whole thing is just brutal. It just seems like I think if you were city planning now, you wouldn't even create the temptation to have a city so close to the border. It seems to make more sense to have a little bit more separation. Just so you don't have that happen. Yeah. Or or you, it just build it off like five or six miles off the border so that you at least have, it's easier to control on both ends. It just seems being right there is tough. And the city on the other side, on the Mexican side, from what everyone told me, is like super dangerous. It's like the most dangerous city in Mexico. Really? Someone in Wichita Falls was like, oh, you're going to El Paso tomorrow? Go to the border wall. You can hear the gunshots. I'm like, I think I'll just stay in the hotel. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? Oh, that's that's crazy. Oh, it's uh, it's Juarez. Juarez, which yeah, I Juarez, heard is, uh, yeah, that's that's not an easy town. And there's a big red X statue on the Mexico side, and again, I don't know. Like I've only been there a couple times, but someone said that that X is where the cartels stack body parts or something. Jesus. Not a good monument that I want to check out. <laughs> not a not a place that I want to go see. Yeah, we're gonna go look at the. Uh, we're gonna go to France. You go to the uh, <laughs> Eiffel you Tower. Go to the Eiffel Tower. You go to Juarez, Mexico. You find the body axe. Oh, That's look, an tough. arm. And then you understand why people are are risking crossing a multi lane highway to get for out sure. of there. It's like for sure. You know for sure that somebody in the city that planned that highway, they're like, look, this could help us not have to man this border by just having semi trucks. Taking the, care of the business that we don't want to, or like you have the highway people. creates. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they did it, but that's how they. And our hotel was. You could look straight down the street, and you saw the um, border crossing area where you have the passport, or where you drive in, drive out, whatever wow. that's called, the access point. I'm so trying to find pick. Yeah, that's crazy. These pictures are nuts. But El Paso again, people are super friendly. We had a good time, and uh, went to a place called Chico's Tacos, which was so divisive. I don't know if I've even been to a city that love and hates its own food more than this Chico's Tacos place in the country. Chico's Tacos is a regional brand. They probably have, I don't know, let's call it a dozen stores, maybe more. I'm looking at a photo of it right now, the, fo the food. I don't know if this looks amazing or horrendous. But that's how everyone feels. Oh, really? So Chico's Tacos, if you've never been, it's, it's an El Paso thing. It's they're basically wet tacos. It's tacos. They put them in a little like hot dog holder, yeah, two yeah. tacos back to back. Then they pour on top of the tacos like this loose tomato sauce. Then they put shaved cheddar cheese on top, cold, not melted. And that's how you get it. And you kind of eat this wet. It's almost like if you dropped a taco in a puddle. You know, you know when you drain a can of tomatoes? Yes. That's what it looks it's like. It's tomato sauce water, sort of. Yeah, it's tomato water. It's not like a sauce. It's There's no flavor to it? It's, no, not really. Like, if you throw some hot sauce on it, I liked it. I like Chico's. Apparently, Gabriel Iglesias has a whole routine about it. About Chico's
I, I, I Google El Paso Chico's Tacos, and the third thing that comes up is Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could be number four after this show. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, I like it. I thought the taste, you have to look past a, the look of it because it doesn't look appetizing for sure. It's it's wet food, which you're only used to in a soup. <laughs> wet food. It was. It would look oh, like an accident. It happened. does. It looks like they were like, shit, we ran out of stuff. Let's just scoop up the, it, it looks like the drain. Like they emptied out <laughs> the, dra- the, the water drain, and they were like, "All right, we'll put some cheese on this drain water." This is just this, and then French fries. French fries, they do the same same thing too. But it's just fr- like wet tacos and fries. Yeah, it's got an identity crisis. People love it though. I will say that people in El Paso have a love hate relationship with Chico's tacos. You're either on Team Chico's, or you think it's an abomination towards Mexican food. And I heard both things. People, when I came into town, were like, you got to go to Chico's. And then I remember someone at the meet and greet was, like, disturbed that I chose Chico's as one of my meals in El Paso. They're like, why would you do that? We have such amazing Mexican food. Like, almost yeah, mad tough. at me. Yeah. I mean, go get one bite, you know. And it was, so here's a good reason to not not necessarily like, uh, like, if the Mexican food versus not Mexican food. It's owned by a guy named uh, Joe Mora. Joe he was Moore? a boxing promoter. Who owns Chico's? That's the guy that started Chico's in 1953. It just looks oh, it's like, an old historical thing. It looks as just like some white guy. Who well, just like He's like, I'm just going to put water on my tacos. Uh, yeah, honestly, like, if you it's ate it. It's literally watered down tacos. I don't think I ate it and it was like, this is authentic tacos. I think you eat it as a thing. You eat, it's, a, it's a thing that they, it's a, it's a, it's its own unique creation because the cheese on top is not, it's not even like a Mexican cheese. It's like American, like block cheddar cheese, I think it is. And they shave it down. It, it doesn't look like Mexican food at all. I'm telling you right now, the, the images of this are, is disgusting, but well, I, I, you're, if you were telling me that you didn't, didn't hate it, I that didn't says, hate it. I liked something, it. That's something to say because you have a good palate. So I liked it. I thought that there there's a place for it. And the if you look at Chico's Tacos, um, they have like a really cool logo. I was like, oh, I'd love to have this as a t-shirt. They don't sell it as a t-shirt. Um, with this type of, with this oh, type you of know what weird they are? press, they should absolutely have a whole entire They should definitely have merch. Like their cups are cool. I remember trying to take the cup home and they were like, well, this is like, it's like styrofoam. It's like not possible to take home, but it's like a really cool cup. Uh, the logo is really neat. Definitely worth a Google. Um, and I take back, so I think they do call them tacos. I think it, they literally call it, it's called Chico's Tacos, but it's more reminiscent of a flauta. And someone told me that too. Okay. Because yeah, they're that like taco roll-ups that are dipped, that are soaked in this w- watery thing. But <laughs> it's like a it's like a taco roll, almost like something honestly you'd see at 7-Eleven. You know those things it that does. they sell at 7-Eleven, the you, roll-ups? And you, on it's the ro- like, yeah, it's like that in water. Water. With cheese on top. Ugh. So... They don't even have a website. They don't have a website. No, I don't think they need it. I think they they got. <laughs> I mean, maybe they, they have could... some. They have. <laughs> they have some really disturbing pictures. I'm online too, looking at a picture. Uh, a California man traveled to El Paso to taste Chico's tacos, and then the picture looks literally disgusting. It's, if you go to like Google yeah. Images for Chico's tacos, like <laughs> this picture is so gross. But honestly, that's what you get. If you're watching this it's on like YouTube, half melted. Uh, there'll, there'll be a photo next. You gotta throw a picture up. I'm gonna throw a picture up as we're talking about this, just so you can see what the, the madness. Well, don't put one of the don't put one of the 
uh, Chico's Tacos pictures. You got to put the real deal. Oh, I'm putting the the Yelp review pictures. Picture, yeah. The, That's what uh, you need. The, the review photo, not the not the house photo. Uh, I had someone. I made a mistake on tour this weekend too of not putting up the do not disturb sign in my hotel room. Do you have you ever get walked in on on hotel stuff? Very rarely. I walked in on a on somebody because they gave me the wrong key. They just gave me somebody else's room key. I walked in on people that were just like hanging out. I was like, "Hello, uh, my bad." <laughs> I was like, "Hola, cómo está bien?" It happens more often than you think. People getting the wrong keys to rooms. That just seems it can like happen. it shouldn't be possible. It is possible. I worked at a hotel and it definitely does happen. It's rare, but it does happen. So you got walked in on by a staff or by a person? No, I just don't I I think the convenience or the service of having housekeeping is totally blurred when they start walking in at different times to give you stuff. Like the do not disturb sign, the little piece of paper that that is is your savior in a hotel. Yeah. Because that is the most honored sign in a hotel. That Supposedly, one little piece of paper. it's illegal for them to enter your room if you ask them not to. Because that's your room. Like, you are the leaseholder for that time. So you're if, like a renter, basically. If there's anything that is the most comparable, like, comp, getting something comped. Right. Comped thing in a hotel is breaking a do not disturb or breaking a D&D. Oh, like, you can... If they do that, the the hotel will comp you something? A hundred million percent. Wow. And I worked in luxury hotels, and, like, the number one thing that you just can't get out of, if someone's, like, I put a do not disturb sign and housekeeping came in my room and I was taking a shower, you're immediately comped something, if not the whole room. The thing where it gets blurry, which I've always, I've told comedians this on the road and they think I'm nuts, but I, this is strictly from my hospitality background. The number one thing that throws a hotel off, and the reason why a lot of D&Ds are broken or do not disturbs are broken is so many people leave a do not disturb sign on their door when they leave to check out. Right. And that throws a hotel into a tizzy because what ends up happening is if you leave that do not disturb sign on the door and you're due to check out a nice hotel, like I worked at the Ritz Carlton will leave that do not disturb sign on for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours after the checkout time because they're so nervous to break the do not disturb. Right. Even if the room has been checked out, like in but the computer. You'd be blown away. You'd be shocked. I wish I had numbers or, or statistics. It's just a feeling. But you'd be blown away, shocked, how many people do not check out of a hotel. You'd be shocked. Well, a lot of them encourage you to just leave. Like there is no incentive think, to check out. Well, that's true. The only incentive at it, like a nice hotel is like if you're spending thousands of dollars, you think you'd want to review your folio or review right, your charges. Right, 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 right. But I would say it's a majority of people who just leave the hotel and never check out. Well, they have key drops. They're like saying, hey, when you're walking out, drop your keys here. It's, I, I don't. I maybe have checked out of a hotel three times in my life. It's a, if, and that's it. If it's a resort or something like a long stay type of thing, you go check your charges and shit. But like a one night at a Marriott, um, buddy. You're lucky you'd you even be, see me. You'd be blown away how helpful it is to check out of a hotel. Yeah, you're probably right. What? Here's both scenarios. If you check out of a hotel, what happens on the hotel side is that room immediately now can be serviced by housekeeping right. and then can possibly be used for an early check-in for a guest checking in the next day. Anytime that you want to check in early to a hotel, it's either because they didn't sell out the night before or because someone physically checked out and it allowed housekeeping to service that Just room. flip the room in time. The worst case scenario is if someone leaves a hotel 
doesn't check out and leaves a do not disturb on their door, that room cannot be serviced for hours and hours and hours. And if you say you leave a do not disturb on your door, you walk out of the hotel at 8 a.m., that room will probably not be touched if the checkout's at uh, 12, probably won't even be touched till 3, maybe not available until 5 or 6 p.m. that night. So whenever you check into a hotel and like they're like, we have no rooms available, you have to wait for your room, most of the time, it's probably a contributing factor of people not checking out and leaving Do Not Disturbs in their door. Yeah, man. I don't know. This this might convince me to start checking out. Just just because I know I've been on the other side of like, can I check in early? And they're like, dude, sorry. I'm telling you, if there's you anything that comes out advance, of this. like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I might have been, you might have just check got out. me. You might have just got me, dude. And every comic I work with, they always make fun of me. But I'm like, take your Do Not Disturb off the door. Because a lot of them leave it. You got to take the do not disturb out the door. It helps the hotel out significantly. A lot of times now, the hotels will be like, put a sign out if you want housekeeping. If you want service. Because now it's like, it's implied do not disturb because they're like, hey, you're here for four nights. We're not going to do shit. Well, that you was, need new towels? Come get them. Like, that's a lazy are, COVID thing. They're, they're right, not, they don't want to come back from that. During COVID, they didn't want a lot, spending way less money on labor. Le- yeah, yeah, yeah. Less, that bothers uh, me. That bothers less me. laundry. That's being done because and I get it. You're a business, but like you're in the business of being a hotelier. Like, you should be serviced. Towels should be a part of it. I don't need my bed made in the middle of the day. Like that's fine. Towels, but towels. Towels are very important. You put two towels in the room; those are gone when I walk in the door. I take those, I rip them off, and I just start rubbing my body on them. Like I, I need will towels say my, every day. My standard for towels in a hotel is always way higher than my standard of towels at home. Oh, for sure. Like, I'll use a towel once at a hotel, and I'll be like, this is disgusting. Despicable. I'll never use this again. At home, I need to be like three and a half years. I'll be like, well, it doesn't stink. <laughs> I guess I could use it. But at a hotel, same thing. When I worked at a hotel, in the back of my mind, I always know that people paid a premium, especially at a nice place like a Four Seasons or a Ritz-Carlton. They paid a premium to have a clean room and to be serviced. Right. I fully understand sure. that. But in the back of my mind, I'd be lying if when someone comes down and be like, someone hasn't cleaned my room yet and it's 5 o'clock. I'm like, dude, it's because you're gross. Right. Like, put your stuff away. Like, are you like this at home? Like, you can't even put your fucking shoes under the bed or whatever. But people expect to be treated like some sort of Arabian prince when they're staying at a hotel. <laughs> There was a while there where I was going from, when I first started going on the road, I would be very sloppy, like, because I had roommate, you know, you always have roommate, yeah. so I was just like, oh, I don't give a shit, I'm throwing everything everywhere, like, but now, like, probably th- when I turned 30-ish, I treat it like a sanctuary, in a sense, that, like, when I'm, not with my girlfriend, because she's a disaster <laughs> in a hotel room, it's a, it's a full, it's like a, a crime show in a, there. Groups of women in hotel rooms are by far the messiest. Disgusting it's, humans. And it takes, you know how quickly it turns into a tornado inside of these hotel rooms? Immediately. Four women check into a room in Las Vegas, that room is turned in, it looks like a Goodwill in like yeah. three hours. I, There's I lo- clothes everywhere. I even have now a, you know, the little uh, luggage rack? I own one. You bring a luggage rack with no, you? No, no, no. I have one at home. Oh, I love a luggage rack. And so I, so, because when I used to be on the road way more, I'd be in luggage so often that you're like, oh, I'll just, ha- I had the luggage rack was the best. But now I use the drawers. I tuck my shoes. I like, <laughs> I have a routine. I have wipies that I bring. You wipe so, stuff down in the I hotel? Have handles and shit. And like, I, I always use the little bag, the, uh, the bag for the, um, ice bucket, put it around my remote control because I don't fucking trust anybody. Like, I have a very set routine when I'm by myself in a hotel. I'm very organized, very clean, except for when towels. 
I, I'm three towels. Three towels shower, a thing. Per shower. Three full towels per shower. We got to put this towel down on the floor. If then there's you gotta, no floor mat, I'm sorry, buddy. Big towels big going towel's down. Big towels going down. Uh, one for the hair, one for the face, one, one for, for the, the body. hair? Why not? I don't know. I got all I the towels I can handle. I put around the head just like like I'm a, no. like, I'm a like I'm a woman in the like a teenage woman in the 80s. Towel wrap. First thing I'll do is I'll get out of the shower. I'll dry my face, dry my hair. That towel is getting hucked across the room. <laughs> You're done. You've fulfilled your duties. <laughs> Here are my two biggest pet peeves inside of a hotel that sometimes happen. Still, there's only a minority of hotels that don't do these two things. Okay. And ironically, it's the hotels that are it's fancy hotels and l less expensive hotels that do these two pet peeves for me in the hotel business. And this is a PSA to change this. It's so easy. First pet peeve in a hotel. Shower products go in the fucking shower, okay? I hate checking into a hotel and inside the bathroom next to the sink is like shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. No one's shampooing their hair over here. There's a shower with a little ledge Shower products go in the shower. I, you know how many times I've gone to a shower and I'm, I'm in it and then I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this soap is next to the sink. It doesn't go there. No. All shower products go into the shower. That's number one. And you'd be blown away. So many hotels do that. The second pet peeve is the t TV remote, the television remote goes next to the bed. That's where it should be. And 85% of hotels put the television remote under the TV on the desk or whatever it is. And then you go into bed and you're like, where's the remote? Motherfucker, I gotta go up there and get it. The television remote goes next to the bed. The shampoos go in the shower. These are elementary things. They drive me nuts. And I'll tell you right now, at the hotels that have the remotes that are the flat remotes with no like raised buttons, that's the hotel that I wanna stay at because they give a shit about cleanliness. A you flat remote, you can, you you can, can clean, wash them. You yeah. can wash them, no problem. Those button remotes is filled with crumbs and jizz. Ugh, That's why I put my the plastic wrap on them. So many hotels too have delayed response channels. Ah, uh, that is so many hotels. Like, how could it? How could it be like this? Where like you change a channel and you're like you're sitting around for three and a half hours waiting for the channel to flip. It should be instant response. Why? Why are these TVs stuck in? It's like not 1988. I'm not like turning the dial on a on the TV. Can I tell you something funny, a related story? I was doing a corporate gig, uh, interviewing Mark Cuban years ago, <laughs> and they were talking about like he was just answering marketers' questions. Basically, it was like a Q and A type of thing. And someone like worked for a hotel, and they were saying something like, "What do you see as the cutting edge of hotel? What's the next big thing that a hotel should be doing?" And he goes, first thing, first thing off the bat, like, is the things that if you aren't already doing, close the hotel." He's like, if I go to a hotel and there's no USB ports, like in the lamp or whatever, <laughs> yeah. he goes, you're done. And he saw this lady writing it down. He goes, are you writing that down? USB you're writing ports. down USB ports? Shut your business down. <laughs> How do you not already have that? That's true, yeah. Like some of the basics, and I get it. You got fucking 600 rooms in a hotel. Like that's a huge undertaking to like re replace or like, but man, you see some of these hotels that got like cat five cords. Like it's like, Any, dude, we what are we doing here? Anytime that you go to a hotel and they don't have an outlet next to the bed, it's a huge miss. Ooh, yeah. I will say that I that's gotta coming pull around. The bed out to plug my phone. You should in. not have to move oh. furniture to plug in your phone. No. It's a basic thing. There should be a plug next to the bed 
usually in the lamp, or they have a lot of bedside um, yeah, you just add furniture. The device. You don't have to. You don't have to do anything. You just add the lamp that has the USB or the plug. You can add. I the... will say that that those days are pretty much over. I feel like on the that's a majority now have a bedside plug-in situation, but uh, it wasn't the case maybe five ten years ago. There's you st- have to still, fight you for still a plug. Run some a, a brand hotels that do not have enough plugs. You gotta have plug, by the plug bed. next to the bed is like. A minimum, yeah. a minimum. You got to have a plug next to the bed. That's yeah. like so important. Uh, but those are my two major pet peeves: would be where the remote air are and shower products in the shower. That seems like a pretty basic thing. Yeah, I feel like I I deserve that. Yeah, that's not that's not you're not asking for much. I and, and uh, a, a bag in the. This is my third one. If I was to add, because I agree to those okay. two, but my third one would be. A dry cleaning bag in the lo- in the closet. A dry cleaning bag? Yeah, they put oh, a bag for there laundry for laundry bag. because I'm leaving this place with dirty laundry. I'd love to put all my stinky socks. Laundry bag. In, a quality laundry bag. Then I could bag just put it in my suitcase as my dirty clothes. Just to be able to separate my dirty clothes from my clean clothes, rip that thing off. Without it, you're not a hotel. There was a... A laundry bag is something, if it was of quality, there was only one hotel I've ever stayed at that had a really quality laundry bag, and of course I took it. And was it, it I think it was meant fabric? to be... It was a fabric, almost like a... Um, yeah, that wasn't for you to take. For sure it was. No, 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 no. That was like an amenity. No, that's like saying, oh, they gave me the, the towels. I can just take those, right? No. No. A laundry bag is definitely for you to keep. No, I'm talking about like a plastic bag. It's like plastic essentially bag. like an upgraded I know, grocery bag. Yeah, this one was more like a uh, canvasy type bag. No. Embroidered, beautiful. The, yeah, yeah. That was not I took to take. it. I took it. 100% sure you got charged for that. No way. Absolutely. No way. Yeah. No. You speak enough. This is completely off topic. I just joined the gym next door, the, the Blink Fitness. Good luck. Towels. I subscribed to the towels because I don't want to have to carry a towel around. I said, how do I put them back? They're like, oh, they're all chipped. No. So you scan the That's ta- impossible. They all have, they're all tracked. So that way, if you take one, they charge you for it. You walk out the building, it goes, towel gone, that's, towel gone, towel gone. That's insane. Crazy. That's yeah. like an old, like old, old man joke of like at, uh, trying to put GPS inside a golf ball, where it just seems like the price of doing that doesn't seem worth the squeeze of doing it. Yeah. You got to, you got to, it's like an RFID. Those things are like, a penny a piece. They're not that expensive, actually. You could could you do it in a golf ball? I would Absolutely. do it. Absolutely, they second. already do. They do that. Uh, uh, what you call Top Golf? That's how you can play all those games because it knows uh, where your ball is. They're all. But chipped. maybe they're not regulation balls. I doubt it. Okay. Well, then you can't like play like a real match with it. Wait, why? Why are you upset? Why you said good luck at Blink? No good. Blink Fitness. Yeah. I've just heard that. First of all, I don't think it's a national brand. That doesn't. But I don't think people know what that is. But Blink Fitness is like. What would be equivalent to? Just a regular gym. It's like a it's like a barely it, better for New York, than Planet for New York. Fitness. It's it's like Planet Fitness would be a good. It's equivalent. like a slightly better Planet Fitness. Right. Yeah. The only thing I've heard in New York is that they're super busy. Oh yeah, this one's packed, but it's right around the corner, and it's two hundred bucks for the year. That's great. I got a I got a killer deal to. That's like paying Planet a year Fitness is always the argument for Planet Fitness is price over luxury. Um, yeah. Whatever, like you're not gonna have Kiehl's product in the. Uh... No, no, and I don't want that. I just need a place. Being in this, we can talk about this off air. Yeah, I never the, did. The I show. never did a shower, gym shower person. Bring a bag, change in the shower. I never did that. Well, I, my plan is to have it because I'm here so much. It's a baby. Like if I have an hour or two to kill between recording something, I can go work out, to come back, rip some dumbbells. Yeah, just go fucking rip some dumbbells, sweat on some poor Asian woman, <laughs> and then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> then leave. Yeah, gotta wipe down the stuff. You always gotta wipe down the I'm stuff. I'm a big wipe. I'm a big clean guy. As I'm a big guy, I have to. I like cleanliness is the. If I'm not, then I'm a disgusting pig. 
So I have to stay. I have to. I shower at least once a day. Everything's getting wiped down. Two different colognes when I go out. You Subtle, wear two different delicious. one. Subtle. Why? A, why not? Two different colognes. I wear a um, a neck and a body. No, I have a, a solid cologne that I'll put on. The what are you pul- talking about? The solid. Pulses. It's like a little wax. Then you heat it up. About, what are you talking about? And you stick about? it on your neck, and then you have so that when you, your heart beats. It releases little pulses. Dude, you're making that is totally made up. I've never heard of solid cologne. There's a lot of things you haven't That's heard of. That's like apparently. hair gel. Solid cologne is a is probably one of the classier things you could do. Okay, but and I then know, I do what, a little you, spray. Little a spritz. different scent? Yeah. That's clashing of scents. I, well, what do you think a scent? You think a, a cologne is a single scent? No, no, but it's, it's a, a mix cl- of oils and, and different uh, but the, variables but the and flora was, and fauna. But there was someone in a lab who came up with the perfect mixture and yeah. was like not expecting you to come mix it up with and all your some, botanicals. There was some guy in a one bedroom that decided to mix a different one in there to throw a different one into the mix. I don't know, man. That sounds like it. That sounds not sweet. It's two different fantastic. scents. But yeah, I walk, every time same... I walk on the street, just get my dick blown constantly. They're like, no. this guy smells great. No, no. Let me no. stick this guy's wiener in my mouth. I, I do the complete opposite. I do the same fragrance, deodorant and cologne. So I'm in sync. I'm completely what's different. Your, what's your well? First of all, you shouldn't be wearing cologne-made deodorants. Why not? Because those are not good. Oh, I disagree. There are, I have a wonderful deodorant. Well, it's an antiperspirant. You're not an antiperspirant. And then no, you're, it's not anti. You're, 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 you're missing because without the antiperspirant in there, it. But antiperspirant is you, not good though because it locks up. It, it's got to go. The sweat's got to go somewhere. All, all I've read with many studies. <laughs> Is that antiperspirant is, is is not good? It locks in the sweat, and it's like not, it's all there's chemicals in, well, te- in that. Typically, deodorant. And I used to be in the um, care business, care product business, like personal care. Uh, typically, deodorants that are made by that are branded, branded. by those scents, uh-huh. like the colognes and stuff. They're just essentially like a, a wax with a coconut oil. And the scent. So it's not technically even a really a deodorant. It's just a way for them to slap their cologne onto your armpits. So I would, I like I would consider looking at like a like a dove or something with a nice scent. Dove. I love women's deodorant. Women's deodorant's way better than men's deodorant. I think it uh, I think women's deodorant does a better job. Way better job, yeah. Yeah. But I do I match my scent deodorant to What are we oh. talking about? Tommy? No. Polo Sport? No. Liz Claiborne? No, Liz Claiborne? <laughs> what are you love, talking about? I used to love Claiborne sport back in high school. Liz I Claiborne? Bathe in that shit. I feel like that's like what my grandmother would use. That's, 15, that's a Mimi brand. 15 pumps. <laughs> oh, it was brutal. But uh, I was also covering up the scent of puberty cheese that ew, was coming out of you. That's disgusting. Of course it was disgusting. You know, you're 14, 15 year olds. You weigh 250 pounds. I think it's nice to have your signature scent. Yeah. So, Aqua de Gio is my signature scent. Yeah. With a little bit of... You, that's a solid one you with do? With a little... No, that's my spray. And then with a little bit of like uh, cedar oak uh, solid cologne. So you, so you looks like you just came from chopping wood. It smells like I just you're like It's like you're an Italian under the neck and then you're just like It's like musk. It's a top. little musk with a little like clean uh, floral. It's fantastic. Very Canadian. Sure. If that's what you want to First of all, me. when I, we played Canada, everyone wore plaid and they smelt like wood. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're wearing flannel jerseys in the summer. Dude, we did a show in Saskatoon. I looked down to the crowd. I'm like, these motherfuckers are all in plaid. I couldn't believe it, it looked like a tablecloth out there. 
Dude, it was insane. I'm I talking... just, am I doing a show to do an empty Italian restaurant? Yeah, it was. In, dude, I've never seen anything like it. Eighty-five percent of the crowd was in plaid, and they all smelled like wood chips. <laughs> also, like they were they were just landscaping their yards. <laughs> they just mulched. Like very nice folks smelt like two by fours. Everyone seemed like they were in the wood business and ate elk. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think having a signature scent is a good thing. Like that you become associated with. I've been trying to build my signature scent up in the last couple of years. So that's why I went. I I do the same deodorant to cologne. And I have travel versions of the cologne, so I never can be without it. Purchased or you created your own? Oh, purchased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, purchased. You know, if you go to uh, Saks Fifth Avenue, any scent they got, they'll give you a couple free samples. Really? Oh, I yeah. love a free sample. I have a, there's a cologne there that I really want, but it's $500 for this bottle. It's like this crazy. What's the brand? Who fucking knows? I couldn't even tell you right now if I was looking at it, I wouldn't know. Um, but I go every, uh, every like month or so. Because every, I like to change up the scent a little bit here and there. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I do that. And then I had, so then I'll put, I'll do that for like a week or however long it takes. And it's a good smell. They could really jack up the prices on the, Oh, they pay pennies for that. Cologne is like one of the highest, highest products out there. Yeah. I've read that. Yeah. And they're all made by the same fucking company. It's, it's like, it's like glasses. They're like Ray-Bans. They're all made by the same one Similar, manufacturer. one factory. They own all the brands and they're just jacking you up for the same exact glasses with a different logo on it. That's the same thing with, with colognes. Yeah. I, I mean, I do see the value in having like a good cologne. The only thing that I've uh, hoarded a free sample, which is so embarrassing, but this was five years ago, maybe even longer. 2017, we stayed, I did a show in um, in London and the hotel had many, their lotions and, and uh, shampoo was Le Labo. And it, oh, it was like, one. and the Le Labo... I'm not a lotion guy. I don't really do lotion. Yeah. Like my wife, she lotions 15,000 times a day. She sure. has a different, you talk about different scents. She has 90 different scents that she puts on. She has one that's called, it, she has a one that she puts on her hands at night that's called like France at night or something. She's, it smells like baguettes. Um, she <laughs> she, seriously, she it smells like she was rolling buttery dough. Yeah, like what is this? It smells like French onion soup. She has like 90 different scents. I think France scents. it is called onion soup. But onion soup, yeah, because you're there. Um, what was I even? What was I talking about? Scents, lotions, store. Oh, oh, Le Labo. So they had these Le Labo uh, hand, uh, lotions, and I'm not a lotion guy, but I started using that when I stayed at the hotel, and I'm like, I need the, all of these. Oh, yeah. So I took like 12 of them, and I put it in, in TSA when you leave London, like you have to take your uh, any lotions or products, and you have to put them in, in a, a clear bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm in the TSA line, and like everything is being held up by me because I'm pulling these lotions out of d different parts of my bag and I had this huge bag full of Le Labo sample you know hotel samples literally to this day inside of my toiletry bag is still a Le Labo sample from that time you've still had going that through many. it I'm still going through it anytime they give you a luxury personal size at a hotel they're gone I'm taking every one of them the one thing at a hotel that I don't like that they've been doing lately and it's definitely more efficient definitely more cost effective but I the suspension of disbelief there is a suspension of disbelief that I think needs to happen at a nice hotel, especially that when you check into a hotel room, you are the first person to stay in that hotel room. If a luxury hotel does their job, it should feel like you are the first person to ever stay in that room. Yeah, that's like, it's like a brand kind new of, room. Yeah, it's a brand new room, and subconsciously, it's not, it's not something that people think about, but 
I think subconsciously you do. You want yeah. to feel like you're the first person ever to stay there. That's what Marriott does a good job of even just having a scent. Every Marriott you go in smells exactly the same. And the rooms smell the same. The lobby, they all smell identical, which is like... I think it's a cleanliness issue. For Top sure. line is definitely... You don't, You shouldn't have to think about it. You should think that you're the first person in the room. And the one thing that hotels are doing now, which takes me out of that suspension of disbelief, is in the shower. You know, they have the pumps yeah. now. A lot of the hotels are doing pumps. Like, it would be like a... A twelve ounce thing yeah. of body wash, whatever, and if it's, and it's not always filled up, you know. And then I'm just picturing fucking you in there taking a shower with all your towels around your head, <laughs> and like 24 hours ago pumping away. It takes me out of the suspension of disbelief, but way more efficient. I, mean, I I respect it and disrespect it equally because I don't know because if there's no lock on the thing, it just pops open. Like, well, who put somebody? Maybe somebody pissed in there. You never know. What maybe they some did. maniac was in here before. We stayed at uh, like a nice hotel in. Uh, Vancouver, and they had. I was thinking back to that Le Labo thing because they had Le Labo products, but on big pumps for sh for lotion and for in the showers. So you should have brought the, your your t empty to goes, dude. I swear to God. So the the guy, our promoter, um, our promoter rep on the show, he's staying at the same hotel, and he goes, "Dude, the lotion here is incredible." I'm like, "Yeah, it's Le Labo, dude. It's the best." He goes out to CVS or whatever their equivalent is in Canada, and he gets these empty three ounce containers travel he's, containers he's yeah. pumping everything in there and i was joking because i was telling him about these th that i took the products yeah. before and so he goes out and he gets me one so the three ounce container that he got was like this it has a plastic cap and then it was red and loose rubber on the other side i don't know if okay. you can visualize that it looked like a dildo it looked like a small <laughs> vibrating sex toy filled with a white cream filled with a white cream so he comes to the show we're sound checking i'm on stage sound checking the promoter rep comes out and he goes dude I, ma I made this for you and i'm like i can't take this home with me i'm not i can't i can't do it it was literally like this little sex toy that filled with Le Labo lotion. I'd take it with me. What are they going to do? Tell you, what is this, a dildo? I gotta, <laughs> you should, what, what do you care what it is? I'm just picturing my wife being like, well, you, what is this? I didn't take it back. But I also have all these Le Labos I have to work through. It's tough to have, especially with the comedy mentality, the comics mentality of like like trying to get what everything you can because you're always getting like little, you're getting screwed every corner. You give us a little bit of something for free, we're taking... <laughs> all of it. When I, I there was a, a year I dated a, um, a manager of uh, Equinox, and so I had a membership for a year. Keels, baby. I would go into the steam room after my workout with a, a handful is is a is a far understatement. I would put a mountain of Keels lotion in my hand, <laughs> and then I would take it into the steam room and I would cover my entire body in Keels and just sit there and steam until I couldn't breathe anymore. Because in my mind, I'm like. Well, all this luxury You're milking steam, the value, baby. This luxury lotion, it's seeping in, and now I'm becoming luxury. <laughs> like, I just had this, such an insane thing, but I was like, there, it's out here for me to pump, baby. I'm pumping. Yeah. I've got 55-gallon drums of their shit somewhere where they're refilling. I'm taking I, I, mine. I did Equinox for the first year when I moved to New York. 2013, I moved here, and I got an Equinox membership. It was like the one thing I was like, I'll splurge on this. Uh, the, to this day, the most difficult contract I've ever had to get out of was getting out of that Equinox deal. Really? When I was at the year, the renewal year, whenever I was there for a year, I barely used it. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm good. I don't think I want to do this again. And they're like, oh, we're going to need something in writing. I literally had to pretend I was moving because they just wouldn't 
allow me to get for out of the deal. renewal or for like the within the contract? No, for renewal. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they're like, oh, well, we need something in writing. I'm like, what? It basically came down to it was so much more convenient to tell them that I was moving out of New York than it was to get to write up. I had to write, write an essay. I felt like I was in the sixth grade. Of <laughs> get like, why a I don't photocopy of your new driver's license. I swear to God, I had to get a letter that I was moving out. I had to like sign all these documents. I had to get copies. They make it so difficult to get out of that deal that I think they just think that people are just have money and they're like, whatever, I'll just let it ride. Yeah. Because it's, I swear to you, it's the most difficult thing I've ever had to try to get out of. Here's what you should do next time. Just break up with the GM. <laughs> well, yeah, I wish that probably would have made my life a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. I stayed um, in that and she was a very sweet girl, but we obviously weren't right for each other. But I was probably like two months more than that relationship deserved because I was like, I'm really liking these themes. The themes are nice. Can't get rid I of just watched the Seinfeld yet. episode when George they're, breaks up with the girl and like, she won't let them. They're and they're spectacular. That one? No. Where Elaine was in the steam room and grabbed Terry Hatcher's hooters. Oh, God. She was, Terry Hatcher was, she was a babe. Was, is. She still, she still is, but she was a babe, babe yeah. back then. But the, uh, there was a Seinfeld episode when George is like, yeah, I think, um, I think uh, we should, I, I want to break up with you. And the girl's like, no, we're good. And like the whole episode, he 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 goes through all the different reasons and he has to, he basically tries to have an affair with another girl, but then they just decide together that they're both going to stay with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, I was going to tell you the story that when it came to the, uh, for the um, do not disturb thing, which was pretty funny and this was true. So like my, my favorite do not disturb sign story was I was doing a cruise. It was a four night cruise. It was a comedy cruise. And the last night of the cruise, I forgot to put a do not disturb sign on the door. And I got hammered that night. I got hammered. So I come back to the room. I'm hammered. I don't put the do not disturb sign on the door. It's the last day of the cruise. And at like six o'clock in the morning, housekeeping comes into the room and they're standing there and I'm like naked in my bed. And we just look at each other back and forth. And uh, I'm like, hello? And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. We thought that you checked out. I'm like, we're in the middle of the ocean. Where do you think I went? Like, we're literally 500 miles outside of Miami. You think I took a canoe back to the port? Yeah, I checked out to go to the buffet. And then I just brought my bags with me? It's, it's like no. the last day of the cruise. They, th they think I'm checked out. The boat is like still moving at like 20 knots. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? You can't even see the bay yet. We're still out to sea. Dude, the scene was hysterical. The My sliding door was open to the outside. The wind is like hitting her hair and my hair. I'm hammered. My hair's all... I'm still drunk from the night before. I'm so sorry. We thought you checked out. That's got to be the best. I never thought about the... If you have a balcony on a cruise, oh, the best! And leave the door open at Always. night when you're sleeping. It's just barreling in sea, oh, sea it's air. It's the best. The that best, sounds the incredible. Best. I sleep so well on cruises. My wife doesn't like cruises, but she's never been on one. <laughs> which do you want to take that again? Up. <laughs> what? Do you want to try that again? See if you my, get it right. My wife doesn't like cruises. She's never been on one. Uh, it's true. I'd the love, idea uh, of a cruise is not. She thinks it's like not a vacation at all. We might take a cruise up to Canada. Out of New York. Well, I was thinking about doing the cruise. There's a Boston cruises that go uh, up to Halifax and do all that. There's ones out of New York. You I want to do. You can get a Royal Caribbean Liberty, the big ass ship, take you from New York to Boston to Halifax to Nova Scotia to I would do all Maine, that. all that. We might be doing one in July. I think it's They're really like fun. Four hundred bucks. And all the, you could drink. The cruise I really want to do is uh, New York or Boston to Bermuda, 
and that's that's a cruise that really financially makes sense. If you fly to Bermuda, it's not that expensive, but the hotels there are like incredibly expensive. Yeah. So when you take these Bermuda cruises, it takes you a day or whatever, two days to get there. Then you spend three days on the boat as your hotel. All your food is taken care of. Yeah. Your room and board. It's like room and board hotel in Bermuda. I've been so, trying to convince my girl to do a New York to the Caribbean area. That's a long boat. But she, I know, but she's like, well, we're just on the boat. What are we going to do? I go, you're on a cruise ship. I go, where are you going? Where you got to be? You want to go, 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 go to the, You want to go to Nassau, Bahamas? No. The boat, the, the cru- you want to stay on the boat. The the boat is the is the vacation. At sea days, I think are the most fun. That's what I'm saying. I love the at sea days. They do the shows. They have you get to belly eat flop a, contest. I love it all. Yeah, I love the days at sea and the cruises I've done outside of comedy cruises, which would be like technically work. Um, the sea days, I always had this feeling like I loved having the rapport with the other sailors. Yeah, and you meet friends on there, and I'd have this like little bit of sadness on the port days because all your all your new friends are gone and they're out there climbing the fucking pyramids in Without Mexico. You. Yeah, where are my I friends? Come? I met you guys earlier, remember at the belly flop? That's so funny. But the days when everyone's there, you have like this strange rapport that gets built over a week. Yeah. And I love it. I think it's really cool. Um I got to get her on a cruise cuz I think that once she's there she'll like it. You know what? Why don't, why don't you and I go on a singles cruise? Singles cruise. Without the ladies and be like, "Yo, you don't want to go on a cruise?" You don't want to see. Look at all look Guess at all the fun what? we're having. I'm going. I still have these Chico's Tacos logos. And they're literally up. right on my screen right now and I'm so hungry for them. I know. I just can't believe they don't have a a t-shirt like this Chico's Tacos with the little sombrero. I mean, how could you not have that as a t-shirt? It's insane. It makes so much sense. I, the last time I played El Paso, I did a show, uh, like a private show, and the people were great. We had such a great time. The show was great. And so I left, and they gave me a almost like costume size sombrero as my parting gift. It was like what a four foot. What am I going to do with this? It, it was a, like almost four foot long, goofy yeah, sombrero as a joke. joke. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you got to take a picture when you get back to New York. I'm like, oh, my God. So I left, and I walked. My hotel was like an airport hotel, so I walked to the hotel with this huge sombrero. People are honking at me. It looks like the sombrero in this Chico's Tacos thing. They're honking at me, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's so embarrassing. The thing was so big, and it wasn't like a fold-up sombrero that you get on Amazon. It was like a real authentic sombrero, like firm, like bent. Heavy. Heavy, meant to be like authentic sombrero. So it doesn't fit in anything on the plane. I'm like trying to stuff it in the overhead bin. It's like hitting people on the way down the aisles. <laughs> you wore it down the, down the jet bridge? Was, I have luggage. At one point, I had to put it on my head to put my luggage up because it was so big. That's so funny. Dude, people were hysterical. Did you get it here, though? I got it here, yeah. And and you immediately walked in and your girl's like, get this thing the fuck out of my apartment. <laughs> no, I I kept it. We used it for a couple of like virtual shows. It's so funny, but... Um, yeah, I mean, it's still under my bed. Percentage-wise, like, 3% of my apartment is filled up with the sombrero still. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so funny. That was the last time I went. I left El Paso. I left with this sombrero, which was so funny. I'll tell you right now, if I walked home, if I came home with a sombrero like that, I'd have to take it to a new apartment because <laughs> I'd have out? to find my own place. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's crazy. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our uh, our episode. Thank you, Big Mike. As always, thank you for listening on... Um, on YouTube or Spotify. 
Uh, if you aren't subscribed to the YouTube channel, click and subscribe. It helps the channel out quite a bit, and then you'll be alerted of new episodes every week. Uh, we'll be back uh, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't know when we're going to have a regular schedule, but each week we'll be back. Sometimes we'll have a guest, sometimes we won't. But we appreciate you listening. Thank you for uh, tuning in to Fresh Tiles Episode 4. We'll be back next week. Until next time, mahalo. Deuces.